pushing the button. All right. Well, you too, David, obviously. <laughs> the date it's very alliterative oh. numerically speaking yeah welcome back hello there hi <laughs> yeah uh writing it down was uh interesting i was I, literally i was thinking to myself oh this time next month is going to be really interesting when it's a two 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 2020 yeah yeah well thanks for getting that out of the way welcome back all hi. right let's uh, oh that's funny i told him sit anywhere that's perfect uh here we go hi mrs ryan welcome back everybody else today is wednesday january 22nd as mrs ryan just pointed out 2020 holy smokes it still blows me away, the 2020 thing. Yeah, it's weird. Huh. You're going to have to get used to it. I don't think it's going away. Uh, okay. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, let's see. Our guest this evening is uh, from Shameless. Let's see. You know him from The Rock. You know him from A Few Good Men. We know his face from, gosh darn, a heck of a lot more things that are on this card we're going to talk about. David Bowe is here tonight. Um, actor, comedian. Do you do stand-up? You're very funny. Dabble in stand-up. Okay, well. Funny, very funny man uh, is here this evening. We're going to have a conversation with him in a few minutes. Mrs. Ryan, until then, I only have a couple things for the hellos, but let's start with how the heck you're feeling, how you doing. I love your squirrel shirt. Thank you. I love this shirt, too. Um, a little stronger, really slow, but, like, I'm okay. Does your core have anything to do with it? Because I know you've been trying to work on strengthening that a lot lately. It has everything to do with it because nothing, you know, I'll try to be quick, but, like. Take your time. Truthfully, what it comes down to is like I spent years, year, decades building my body to be a machine, to be a, a swimmer or a hockey player or neurologically a public and think and the mental gymnastics that that requires. And then at that level, at, at a really high. Right. So all of that went away when my, our lives changed. And like, so. All the stuff that I built up, and ma- you have to maintain that. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, so it all fell away. So I'm Atrophy, rebuilding right? in every way. And you learn what's important, what you want to spend your energy knowing and learning and doing. And most of what I had spent my time and energy doing was not important to me anymore. So, mm. which is fine. Like I just had to clear the slate and stop holding on to shit I was at the same time trying to get rid of. <laughs> I mean, this is us with life, right? I mean, we do that right. with life. Yeah. So I, I'm just dealing. I, I, I'm a physical example of a manifestation of that. Mm. So to get really heady like i have to think about it on multiple levels because it affects me physically like in a 3d like human sense and then also but it really affects my thoughts and that affects everything everything so i have sure. to i'm getting Your a little stronger in that sense in the so I, core you asked me but it anyway it all broke my body my body all broke apart because i built up all those muscles and all those physique whatever yeah and then so the roots I'm, all died yeah they dwindled and, Maybe it, not died, but shrunk up a real good. Totally. How's that? <laughs> totally. And my right side shrunk more than my left. Yep. And I talked to that um, chiropractic guy about that. Anyway, now that I know more of the pieces, I see how they work together differently. And I'm figuring that part out. But the core is essential in that. And I have to rebuild that in a more 
just life way versus yeah. how I was doing it before. So right. Well, how, your speech too sounds a little better today. It does. Well, um, I, I hear you, and I can see you hear it and pause for a second. But I'm telling you, I think it's a little better today. Thank you. Um, I have through all of my work and my self work and whatever. Like I, I used to speak really quickly. But I wasn't saying anything. No, I know. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the publicist lifestyle. I mean, just keep talking. The whole job is to misdirect and get what you want to get out of whatever interaction you're having. And none of that requires actual thought and planning. It just requires someone to talk louder and be more voiceful and domineering in the conversation. I totally understand and I totally agree with you. I just think it's funny for anyone who watches this show because they only know me with the guy who takes uh -huh, interrupting and whatever. And the truth is I only got that way when this desk got here. You throughout our whole life, as she just described our whole lives together, were always the one who was running the goddamn show. And I was just in tow along. And so uh, it's, it's, it's rather funny for anyone who has only seen the switcheroo. Like it used to be, I mean, straight 180, but... Maybe worse, 180 and then multiplied. Oh, yeah. you I, Or amplified. I used anything in my wheelhouse, including you and whatever, as like a, a tool in my arsenal yeah. for my job. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everything's a resource, which is true, by the way. That's a good way to look at life. It's totally true, except you have to have some emotional attachment to there understanding of anything. And I was just like, intellectual, I can use this for this. Also, there's a give and take to all of that for it to continue to work as a system. I Not mean, my have... old life. It was just take, 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 take. Isn't it fun to laugh about it? Isn't it? <laughs> so I'm rebuilding my core and all David, that. David, you see the honesty now, you get it, right? Because <laughs> we lay it out there. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Mrs. Ryan. Sorry um, for being long-winded. That was a really roundabout answer. We all love you. That's, that's it. I get to love you in person, but we all love you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> 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 we all heard it. Um, <laughs> yesterday we talked about uh, uh, you had a story to go along with Dave Watch about you, uh, somebody you used to work with. Blah, 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 blah. I said there's a picture. We found it. Here it is. It's, uh, I'm throwing it up right now. This is you and the future, one of the future hosts of Top Gear America, and I believe he's accomplished in a few other places as well, Dak Shepard. Yes. It's you and Dak Shepard. And this is roughly what you look like when I met and fell in love with you. I don't know what year this actual photo was. Do you? Uh, it was in 2005, six. I looked it up. Oh, so it's, a, it's, it's probably old. four years before I, I knew you. But this is roughly what you look like weight-wise and... <laughs> happiness wise I fought to be that way and keep that physique together for years <laughs> oh this was a lot of work to get here oh yeah this was I ate a lot and I worked out a lot like that's a machine <laughs> gotta keep that going <laughs> well that's probably why you had the energy to do all that stuff I mean you were non-stop we joke about it on the show sometimes but you were no joke 40 weeks a year on the road with comedians and actors and uh, uh what do you call them? Athletes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was nonstop. I pointed to Serena Williams. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, so it's crazy. It's crazy. People don't really realize. Yeah. And we also different. didn't used to be in front of the camera, which brings me to we should just get to this. Why not? Pushing the button, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> Yes, of course. 
time to do Dave Watch. Great. <laughs> if you've been paying attention to our show, you know for the uh, last couple months we've been going after Mr. David Letterman to be a guest on our program. Obviously, there's the elephant in the room, which is we're sitting at his old equipment. Uh, that'll be fun to talk about, uh, but there's a story that goes way, way deeper with me and my history with David Letterman and growing up in the same town that he used to live when he did the show. Uh, uh, and I, in my high school, I have some photos today. I figured maybe I would do a little memory lane since you Great. did it yesterday. This was me in high school, folks. If you haven't been watching this show since the beginning, yes, sir, Bob, there's me <laughs> sitting in a desk and chair. It's very similar to this one, except uh, from Office Depot version. And uh, yeah, well, I thought I was all that then, too. Sure. Yep. Have a sip of this. Why don't I? And then we did this one over in a theater, I think, with a live audience, which was fun. Uh, but yeah, so I was, I was that kid. I was doing that stuff. And then, you know, the whole life happened in between where I didn't do anything like that. I ran, <laughs> ran away from it, obviously. Um, but, 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 uh, uh, the microphone story and all of the other ties, uh, it's going to be really fun to have David Letterman as a guest here. Uh, so last year we were doing the calendar and the Dave watch and we're X and days off like, uh, like Dave did in the 80s for when he was trying to have Donahue on. You probably remember. And Oprah. Later in the 90s, it became Oprah and, uh, and the Oprah log. So maybe we'll have to start a Dave log. Hey, dear Dave, I think it'd be great if you were a guest because, you know, uh, pretty funny. Anyway, uh, but with that, Mrs. Ryan has actually gotten to the, the Dave's guy. Uh, uh, they've been having conversations. This is absolutely going to happen. We are very, very confident of it. When? Not sure, but I think it's going to be pretty soon. Uh, uh, and then I'll just give it to Mrs. Ryan to, uh, to, to let us know what's going on. What's new with Dave Watch? There is nothing new. Since yesterday. Correct. All right. Fantastic. That's been Dave Watch. <laughs> it gets funnier to me every time. Sorry. It just does. Other people probably don't get it because it's new to them. To us, it's like this thing that's a weird throwback to... Yeah, whatever. I love it. Uh, let's do the East Coast feed and then uh, figure out the rest of the show, Mrs. Ryan, shall we? Okay. Checking in with East Coast feed. Danbury Chive, I believe we're at home today. Roll it out. Oh, is it? Show Jay and Nicole your new move. That's the new move. It's party tonight. And what do we say, East Coast feed? Yeah, it is. Brooke the Catman and Coraline, East Coast Speed. <laughs> right, Monkey? Tell Jay, what did you have tonight? What is, what is that on the table you're eating tonight? What's that right there? What's that? What is it? Cheese balls. Cheese balls? Whoa. <laughs> you got the mother of cheese balls, right? And it's dance party night? That's the new move. That's it, Monkey. <laughs> there you go, bro. Is it? Brooke, you want to get in on this one? Say hi to Jay Nicole at least. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Say bye, Jay Nicole. Bye. <laughs> they have a dance party night? That's Holy hilarious. smokes. I love them. That is the best. That is the best. Oh, and once is... again, you couldn't fit one more toy or anything else in that place. I have to, I have to say this every time because <laughs> it looks like a shanty. That place is huge. He bought it. It's four stories. It's a townhouse in Danbury, Connecticut. It's huge. He just has filled it with everything from Queens <laughs> and his childhood. <laughs> so familiar. We just did the one room, though, I think. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, uh, Mrs. Ryan, that's it. It's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. Oh, what's going on, Mrs. Ryan? In South Wales, Australia, 
There is a an Italian restaurant called Prosecchi's. Prosecchi's, okay. Not Prosecchi's. Uh, they made a 300-foot pizza to, Ooh, like a to create uh, an opportunity for people to contribute to the rural fire station there. Oh, wow. So this was for the firefighters? Yeah. That's a lot of firefighters. Is it three? It can't be 300 feet. Uh, across and round is it just a long it's like a long subway sandwich pizza, type pizza 16 inches across okay but um and it was four thousand pieces to sell oh, for wow. the fire to raise money oh that's adorable. Uh, for the rural fire department which i think is pretty neat it's outside of sydney so it's huge it's huge oh, by the way i heard they finally got some rain last week which is oh, finally some relief at least they're still dealing great. with it but a little bit better everyone's figuring out how to help that's awesome uh netflix uh, opened up new headquarters in Paris. Oh, that's do it. we know that was happening? No, no. Uh, they've had a presence there, it, it, but it's a really it's becoming a hub of their international European marketplace, and so they've created a headquarters there. They're developing a whole slew of new content, which is pretty rad. Like F- French content, or yeah, I don't care. I'm just. French content, which will probably go into other markets once they can develop it. For gotcha. Other. I see uh, they're doing Netflix originals over in France. I, yeah, that makes Yeah, and sense. that comedian that Jerry had on his show, Gad or whatever. Yeah. Um, I know they, they're collaborating for that. So it's what I'm realizing is that uh, they got eight, Netflix got 8.8 new subscribers in the last year and it's international. So they used us as kind you of hope- a. I think they were hoping for nine or ten. That's a shame. I wonder if their stock what eight or eight what is it, eight million? Eight point eight. Eight eight point eight million, probably. Mm-hmm. I see. So America America, like the base where they launched it, was really just like what works, what doesn't work. And right. so now it's all going international and proof of concept for global. Yeah. So it's working and they're expanding and I'm so excited to see that they're starting in France because they've got plans to expand in Germany and um Italy. Hmm. So we'll see. It, it, it could bring us all together in a really cool way. Oh, okay. I love your take on it. Well, I'm looking at things in the <laughs> You nice really way. are. It's amazing. Bravo. It's what we have. You, you know, you, Netflix has known so much for comedy. And I think of when you used to tell me stories of when you were, I'm going to use a big name here just because we go to this one all the time, but Chris Rock. Say when you would tour with Chris Rock or would go on the road with Chris Rock to other countries, you said sometimes it was bigger than he was here. And this was at a time when <laughs> there wasn't a bigger name in comedy here. And his agents were telling him no because it, th- they didn't understand that. He was huge in Europe, and they were like, "No, you can't go over there." But you guys went, and you said it was overwhelming. It was over what we opened. He opened the O2 Theater. We added dates. Like, <laughs> you don't, you don't yeah. know what you don't know. And right. so I love that we're finding out what's there. Ah, very cool. Good for you. Um, Hopper, do you know? I know we don't use things anymore, but Hopper the app is donating uh, for every book, flight booked or hotel booked. They're donating money to... Oh, Hopper is a travel uh, app or yeah, something? Yeah, okay. yeah, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we really... I don't have any idea. Yeah, I think I used it once a long time ago. But they're donating uh, upwards of uh, $6 million this year alone uh, f- towards growing trees and planting trees. Love that. And they're doing what they can. They, uh, the, 
there was a lot of articles written about it because it's new for them. They're not the only ones, but all these travel companies, it seems like are conscientious of their existence is down is denigrating the environment by default. And they're like, they're doing what they can. Yeah, cruise ships and airliners, right? I mean, those two, two of the largest, at least that's what we're hearing these days. It's what we're hearing these days, but okay. they're like, we can't make it go away. It is what it is. So here's what we'll do to try it out. So it's interesting. You never know. Uh, and lastly, I'll just be super quick on this. Sean uh, Combs changed his name again. Didn't he just do that a couple weeks ago? Didn't uh, he do a story on this recently? I don't think so. Okay. His middle, it's now Sean Love Combs. Okay. Is his legal name. I love that. Well, I, mm, mm, unintended. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and that's been. <laughs> What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? Oh, crap. I forgot to bring the stuff. All right. That's all right. Mrs. Ryan, let's take a break. Let's pretend that this mug is a cup of hot sauce. Because <laughs> that's easy to do. Uh, uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, uh, David Bowe is going to be in here in a few minutes. We're going to get to know him. He's going to be sitting right there in that chair. More to come right after these brief messages from Oh So Delicious Hot Sauce, the hot sauce made by bears. Oh So Delicious, it's the hot sauce made by bears. Garlic and serrano mixed with love and care. You can put it on your eggs, pour it on your rice. It's great on a leg, it's better on a slice. It's Oh So Delicious, it's the hot sauce made by bears. Oh, so delicious hot sauce. Great on everything except oatmeal. Get your bottle today at ohsodelicious.org. One dollar from every bottle sold goes to the National Military Family Association. You know, I have to go over here. You don't have to do it. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm looking over there, then <laughs> kids at home can't see me. With that, we are back. Sitting here with David Bowe. Hello. Thank you so much for being here today, and thank you uh, for dressing up. Yeah, you're welcome. This is uh, I actually wore this uh, tie uh, for, for my good friend Richard Chastler, <laughs> who, didn't, uh, who didn't show up. No, didn't he didn't show up. Uh, it's a Jerry Garcia oh, uh, nice. tie. Lovely. Yeah. He, Lovely. He, uh, he created this tie with uh, without a finger. No, I don't know what that <laughs> means. No, he's, Jerry, of course, was missing part of a finger and... Is that true? I never oh, yeah. knew that. Oh yeah. Is that um, like a really well known thing? I think so. I, mean, we even I got think there's a like, like like a famous picture is this is of his hand and that's was his picking hand. I'm gonna do this a lot. Is that cool? <laughs> I love it. Do you have a sound effect it. for that or <laughs> I'll just do it with my mouth. <laughs> do. Um are you a deadhead? Are you a, a uh, I, fan? I am. I'm I'm uh I just uh, saw the uh, what I like to call the uh, grateful mayor. Um yeah, um Dead and Company, yep. I guess. Uh, I saw the two shows at the Forum. Forum, yeah. Before the New Year's shows, which I saw the New Year's set was incredible. Was that um, at the bowl? That was uh, up at, uh, in San Francisco. I'm not sure oh, where, okay. where, where they played up there, but... Um, gotcha. No, no, I, uh, we usually see them at the Hollywood Bowl when they play... The Grateful Dead or the, yeah, the, the Dead, Dead and Company? Company? Yeah, yeah. they yeah. played there a couple Last times. I, I, I saw them at the Greek one, one year, and, um, oh, and then I took my, my oldest son, who's 21 now, but to see his... First dead show uh, a few years back at the forum. That <laughs> is so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. I uh, didn't awesome. expect that to come up. <laughs> that's so cool. You are one of those people whose face we know from everything. I have. I, 
I don't do a tremendous amount of research generally, but I was like, <laughs> I know him from so many things. Let me just go down a couple. And I wrote, I started writing a few down. And it, just, it just went on and on and on. I don't want to turn this into the Chris Farley show. Do you remember when you did that? That was awesome. It was awesome. so cool. That was awesome. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I have a feeling I could do that with you very, very easily. Well, I mean, let's face it. Um, I no, I, I have a very high TBQ is what they they call it, and that is my uh, I've, I've appeared on television, be it as a guest star um, in a TV show or a movie or commercials. I used to do a lot of national commercials. Used to, uh, used to. Um, I, I were you the country time? I still guy? do. Uh, in case you uh, there you hire go. Me. <laughs> And I still do. No, um, so, but but it's one of those things where I'm not, you know, a household name or anything. And for the most part, if people see me, they, did we go to school together? Or do I know, oh. did, you know, do, do you go to this gym or that? You know, that's most people kind of like they have that familiarity, but they're not sure why. And I've had, it's actually worked, uh, well, not against me, but um, one of my most <clears throat> prized roles was uh, the stalker on the original 90210. Uh, Garrett Slan and I was the uh, That's one of the things on here. One, get one, to it. <laughs> <laughs> a gentleman who uh, got to rape Tori Spelling or almost rape. Sorry. Oh my god! Oh, did I just say that? Are we in trouble? <laughs> well, I remember watching uh, that show with the girls <laughs> in high school. Holy smokes! You're that guy. I was the stalker, and um, there were only the two controversial storylines. There was that one, and where she gets beat up by Ray, the musician. Oh right. right. Oh, and then there's the kid who blew his brains out, of course, by accident. So there's three, I guess. Oh, but you're wow, you you're you, really you were a big fan of the show. Did you watch it? No. No. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch it. So this is all new to me, but Well, this is a true story. I was in Palm Springs and I was having dinner or drinks at a at a Mexican restaurant. I can't remember the name of it, but um all of a sudden, uh the police entered. <clears throat> and the police kind of walk up and they want to talk to me. And uh I'm like, "What is going on?" Um and the waitress recognized me, but she thought that she had seen me on America's Most Wanted oh as a stalker. <laughs> as a, I was so good in that role that when she saw me, she goes, "That's the guy. That that guy's a that guy's a creep. That guy's a stalker. I've, I know it." So she called the police. Said, "I think this guy's wanted. I think yada yeah, yada." Yeah. Swear to God, I'm not a rapist, but I play one. <laughs> and and it was a Fox show. You know, it's easily confused. You know, the titles are a little different, but you know. Um, so that's that's how good an actor I am. Well, <laughs> I don't know if this is. I debated whether or not to tell you something today because it's <laughs> more about me than anything else. But I found you probably in the 90s, maybe from the raw, whatever, in the 90s is uh-huh. when I kind of found a bunch right of Right on. And um, I, at the same time, had just recently met Mike Judge, the the guy yeah. who does all the cartoons sure. and all of the things. Big uh, fan. Big fan of Mike And Judge. a wonderful comedian in his own right. Anyway, uh-huh. at, the t- at the time, I had just met him. He was kind of new, and I didn't know him that well. And then you started popping up, and I started telling people. I was like, I think Mike Judge is in The Rock. He's in, in oh, the that's beginning. that's so funny. With the baby doll scene uh. when they're in the tank with the gas and everything. And, and, and of course, it was you. But it happened a couple different things, and that didn't wow. last very long. But I definitely told a few people that Mike Judge <laughs> that was, was he wasn't in. I have a couple of doppelgangers. There's uh, the boy who could fly. Um, I can't, of course, I should remember his name, but um, he, do you remember that TV movie? Or it was, it was, no, uh, and it was I remember all the Bubble Boy movies and all that. Kind, it was kind of like that. It was, it was the boy who could fly. It was a real, like, a, you know, heart wrenching story. Um, anyway, uh, but it, ABC's great feel to, good of the week. Great to bring that up without remembering his name. Um, <laughs> so I feel badly about that, but. Um, 
No, and then uh, some uh, people also think that I'm uh, the science guy, or or not not Bill Nye, not but Bill the uh, Nye. the other guy, the other guy Mr. who's um, no, Can't um, be Don it's it's a guy who does like experiments and stuff. Um, I'm trying to. I mean, I could see you playing that role, sure. So sure. I'm sure there's a guy and, out and there. If, yeah. So a and zany I, scientist. Guy. I don't. I don't know his name either. I don't really know anybody's name except for. <laughs> well, yeah. I was. That's another thing I was <laughs> debating whether or not to ask you about. I David Bow and of course David Bowie. For a long time, that was a problem. It's probably not <clears> going to be so much anymore. Well, but well, unfortunately, um, I was told uh, starting out. Um, by uh, I was all of a sudden was with, with a big agency triad artists who were you know at the time were like ICM or, or William Morris and you know big big office and they were like you know have a little meeting with David Bowie and we go we have to think about what you're going to change your name to mm-hmm. and I said why and this well David Bowie you can't <laughs> you know we can't certainly you know put you out there with your real name and I said well. <laughs> I, it's my name, and I want to keep it. And and to be honest, you know, his name is David Jones, and he had to change his name because of the monkeys. So you know, so there, and he named himself after the Bowie knife. That uh, was his. Oh my goodness, is that true? I didn't realize. I well, never heard. That. That's what I've always read and, and heard. <laughs> I have a feeling you may have researched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and I mean. It's, it's, I've heard it my whole, well, so ever since Space Oddity came out and I was in elementary school and it was like, oh, oh. David Bowie. <laughs> but ironically, I became a bisexual rock star and I married a beautiful black woman. So, Nailed it. <laughs> Who wins? You, know, you do. <laughs> uh, you know, and truth, truth be told, I, I didn't make as much money as he did. I made like half what he made. No, he, oh, the outfits though. <laughs> oh, so much great. time. So I'm much more to go. big, big fan of, of his and it's a, it's a shame. Uh, that we well, lost he's him. Gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. But uh, and and I just read this morning that uh, Terry Jones, another Terry Jones, passed away. Yeah. Who's one of my heroes. I mean, Monty Python is one of my all-time favorites. Um, what, what stuff from from them? Because I like them too. But I, I was limited with what I had access to when I was younger. My the the television series same here yeah um yeah the uh just all of it everything they're they're um and then to read about how they did it and how they were they were like you know i don't know what's what the word is but they were they were like the hippies of you know and and then there's a they famous did it where they couldn't do it and it worked right out. and then they and they let them air it you know all their craziness and they, they got away with a lot I, I wonder what what the stuff is that they did cut you know how right if, yeah what the, controversial what or, yeah <laughs> but uh i just uh caught um a replay of an of a uh they were on a talk show with actual archbishop and a uh a, a priest and you know talking about life of brian and how they were just saying how blasphemous it was and it was just as horrific and these you know you should be you know uh ashamed of yourself and and john cleese and um and michael palin uh were the two you know doing the the you know point counterpoint and they were just like you know we never you know had jesus you saw jesus but we pulled back away from the sermon on the on the mountain mm-hmm. to the people in the back and they're like could he, could you speak up you know and it <laughs> right. was like their interpretation of what's he saying and yeah. it's like you know it's a very uh, human equalizing it, moment and and you know and then you show it's like he's just another like they're all being crucified you know he's just another one being crucified you know and they thought that was just so uh the, the archbishop i mean it was you have well, to look it, it up cur- it, it pulls you, the curtain back on the bible and you know 
Right, right. And but it was it was designed yeah, no, not no. not to to belittle or make fun or you know uh, of, of religion or Jesus, but but to um, just make right. people laugh. Just you know, and maybe add a little perspective. Yes, perhaps as a little bonus. <laughs> Laughter little usually bonus. comes out of absurdities in normal situations, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah, all right. Also, and we're all taking this so seriously. Let's not. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I I I love I love all their movies. You know, they they were great. They are. They still are. Some of them are. Well, yeah. I We've think lost most Graham of them are still here. and uh, uh, but uh, Palin's still around. And yeah, Cleese is still around, and uh, and uh, and Terry Gilliam, who was one of my favorite directors, mm-hmm. he's you know great work. Uh, do you mind if I do a little bit of this? Just going. Through, no, no, please. Are... Let's 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 talk about. Uh... <clears throat> um, well, this just came up in the news the other day because they're remaking it. Maybe 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 a phone call is coming. Thirty something is back. You did an episode um, of 30-something? Well, I used to be what they call the kiss of death. I was uh, on the very last episode of 30, 30-something. 30 um, the storyline was if they had, uh, if the show had continued, they were, would be moving out to Venice, California and working at Shia Day. And I was one of the hot shot guys at Shia Day who was like, come on down. You know, the, our biggest problem is sand in the computer, you know, in the laptops and this and that. Um, but it was cool. I got to, we actually shot it there with the, we got to uh, film in the, in the paper room, which is all made out Whoa. of perforated paper. Okay. Uh, even the chairs and the desk and everything is paper. It's like, you know, I don't know if that's. Very art. I think that's Frank Gehry did that specifically as well. But it's also. Um, I've seen it with cardboard before. It was very sure cool. Papers. Similar, well, right? the paper was was like cardboard, okay. not not as sturdy, you know, and it was kind of you know. But I've seen those corrugated chairs and stuff like that, that right? That can right, support all the weight. So I got neat, neat. I got to do that, and then <laughs> uh, the show did not get picked up. So I was like, all right, well, when we you know next season, I guess you know I got a job, but no. Um, and um, Larry Sanders show, I was. Uh, oh, uh, believe me, I've got a lot of things on here. That's one of my. Well, no, I was saying I was also on the very last episode of, of Larry Sanders, and. Um, <laughs> It was, I played one of the uh, one of his agents. Um, yeah, and uh, we we did a big line of you know coke in the green room and <laughs> and we're just talking shit you know about him and who cares and uh. because it's over so <laughs> yeah. the cash cow's done with uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, God, that is one of the it's. I think it's the first single camera uh, comedy too, but also still my favorite. And I've worked on a handful. One of the best shows ever done, yeah. I, I think. I mean, the writing of uh, Judd Judd Apatow's good friend, and he. I mean, all, all the writers on the show, yeah. you know. But uh, and and Gary uh, was a, you know a good friend that I met through Judd and through um, uh, some other. Uh, People, but I got invited to his house on the weekends and got to play basketball with yeah, like basketball Ke- Kevin Nealon and David Duchovny, and and then there were guest stars like you know Mr. Brad Pitt is this weekend's <laughs> guest star or uh, Clint uh, Black or um, you know just just it was a lot of fun. Sarah Silverman was a regular and Gary Shandling is incredibly important to me, and I can't really explain how or why. I met him a couple times in life when I used to work right. at Saturday Night Live and stuff like that, and then uh, um, something happened and we our life went to shit and whatever and i said oh gary's gonna help me tell this story about this letterman stuff and everything else and and he died like that like the same week oh no and uh and and ever since then i've had this weird connection to him and i'm not like gary shandling's in me other than i think he's in anybody he ever touched he really was like a 
it's hard to say because he was so sarcastic and so just kind of like and his big thing was, was was like what what are you Bo are you old are you an old guy or are you a young guy I mean make up your mind like I don't like the what just my hairline I guess whatever but that was his big take on me but he was very um, obviously I mean, you you watch Judd's uh, love letter to him Absolutely. on and. Uh, uh, they actually, I, I made the, uh, the cut. I was in one of the, you know, making like they did a behind the scenes of that last episode. Mm-hmm. And Dave Bo, <laughs> um, and uh, um, the point I was going to make was he really had this kind of spiritual side. This, this kind of like, I don't know. He really wanted to. He when he made that move, I was so heartbreaking. When he when he worked with um, um, Elaine May's husband of uh, uh, when he oh uh, yeah uh, sure. Um. Right. Dickens, uh, I can't do it. <laughs> um, and yeah, Mike Nichols. Um, and he just really wanted to de- delve into the character and wanted to, you know, and Mike's like, we need beats, we need laughs, we need to like, you know, and he, and just Gary really wanted to work on the part and, and do do like, you know, he really wanted to feel it, you know. And Which God, one are you talking about? Uh, the, the alien. Um, oh, the, uh, what planet are you from? Yeah, what planet yeah. are you from? Yeah. yeah. Which unfortunately did not do. As I love that well. movie. It's, it's so just good, awful. Though. I, it's, I mean, it's <laughs> good because we love it. The story's great. It's yeah. a bad movie. It's yeah, rough. unfortunately, yeah. There's so but. many good damn parts in it. Kinnear's great in it as a yeah. little asshole. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember. You know what? To be honest with you, I saw it on cable. Like I didn't go to go to a premiere or anything. Yeah. But um, I agree, though. That was supposed to be a thing for. Didn't he write that too? I think, I think so. It? I think uh, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, that was in it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but going going up to Gary's on the weekends and playing basketball was like one of the coolest things in my that I had in my life. I you know, and I was so so sad when he passed. Do you, you know? feel that you got a piece of him? Do you? Oh, feel absolutely, you? absolutely. I I sprained my ankle pretty badly one time, and um, he's like, "Here, Bo, take take my cane," and he hand, gave me this like cool like cane that looked like a an antique, but it. No, but it looked like it was just raw, mm-hmm. like you know, a piece of wood, and um, and like a natural I, walking stick type of thing. Yeah, and then um, I, I felt bad because I don't think he was giving it to me. I think he was helping me get to my car or whatever. And and then I eventually brought it back to him. But um, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I meant you know. No, I took have... a bunch of shit from his house. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Can I say that? I totally yeah no but I meant you know what I mean oh, ab- oh absolutely he was kind he, of a monk the way he would give to people the way he would spend time talking to people well he, we, we would all after basketball we'd all sit in his uh, you know little uh, part of his kitchen and, and sit down and have a he had all these snacks ready for us or you know if you wanted to whatever you wanted he had it there you know mm-hmm. and and then we'd rap about whatever was going on in the world, and and we'd all kind of have a little like you know rap session, and 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 then there would be time when he was hosting, uh, what was he? He hosted the Emmys or something, or he did, and, he, and he was working, he was working on some bits with us to see what worked and what didn't. And oh, I love that. Yeah, so watch just just work. cool to be be in the room. Yeah, that's a so cool, cool think tank you guys had. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to bounce around a little bit just for the sake of time, if that's all right. All right. Should we move the camera? Or are you... <laughs> you know what? I'll do it figuratively. How's that? Uh, Life with Bonnie. A little bit more recently, but that was Bonnie Hunt. I uh, love it? Bonnie Hunt. She, um, that was, a, if I'm not mistaken, a Letterman-produced show. Uh, yes. Yes, it was. He was very smitten with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I am, too. I, yeah, think, I, I think she's incredible. 
I am too. I, everything she's done, and she's she's uh, a friend. She's not a, like a huge friend, but I know her through uh, Sean Masterson, who who went through Second City, and and Joel Murray, and um, love Joel, jo- love Joel Murray. I mean, as a fan, I don't know the oh. man, but I am such a fan of his. When he pissed his pants in Mad Men, I almost <laughs> lost him. so great, and he's just so stinking. If only that had been in the script. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, but but my friend Sean, uh, who went went through Second City and 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 introduced me to a lot of these people. Um, one of them was was Bonnie, and he did a uh, a short uh, comedy you know uh, film that I was in and Joel was in and she was in, and that's how I met her. And God love her when she had her own show. She called up Dave Bo oh, and said, "You awesome. yeah, come be on my show." I, I thought that was that. so cool. I yeah. love that. If I recall, she had a string of those shows. None of them really ever went, and yet I liked them all. I just it was I'm the so one with, with David Allen Greer, and and yeah. Uh, yeah, and she had a it was like a TV show, like a not like an Ellen, but some morning show, yeah. and I played a it a, was great for her. a fence of a, a fencing champion or something. <laughs> I, I don't know, like on the show. Yeah, that was <laughs> my funny. character. That's funny. Well, this guy's gonna come back for sure. Oh, I'm the, <laughs> the fencing guy. <laughs> I, I'm just apparently I'm just enamored with all the people you work with. Gosh, those are two uh, people who are special to me. You you mentioned um, Chris Farley, and but I got to say that in terms of like David Letterman, Chris Farley, his entrance has got to be the greatest entrance in the history of talk shows. And and it was this set. It was, I, it was this, this set was when this he did set, that. And that he tumbled it, out of the chair. And yeah, the cartwheels and all that. Oh shit. my god! And then the poor guy. The interview was non-existent because he couldn't catch his breath. He couldn't catch his breath. But he gave 110% to that entrance and to this day. One of the, I mean, I agree Bill, Murray, Bill Murray's got had a couple of cool entrances, as I recall. And, um, but Bill, uh, uh, Chris. Chris uh, is, uh, yeah. Chris Farley's. Yeah. Uh, his, his just total dedication to it. Oh, yeah. 110%, like you said. And then it was your friend who probably maybe even worked on that Bonnie Hunt show because he used to produce her talk show. But it was Daniel Kellison who was the booker behind that who put that whole thing together. Right. So a lot of times in those things when he's out of breath, he goes, Daniel made me do it. (laughs) Daniel told me to do it. (laughs) Oh, cool. Uh, Okay. Going down the list here. Uh, Well, Mad Men's here. You did Mad Men as well. Uh, I did. I I auditioned for um, the very first episode of the second season. um, And... Uh, I, and met with uh, the executive producer who did Sopranos, um, and of course I'm blanking on his name. Matt Weiner. Uh, Matt Weiner. 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 Sorry, I think it's Weiner. Weiner. Uh, Matt. Matt uh, was was really uh, you know so intense, and like the words were so important. And I remember getting real nervous, and he's like, "No, no, no, we really like you. Let's just let's do it again." And and so I booked the job, but he said, "This is what we're going to do, David." Uh, you're going to be the kind of uh, uh, doctor in 1962 or whatever it was, Manhattan, who can afford a hairpiece. We're going to build you a hairpiece. And they they made me a hairpiece, which I wore on the show. And it was the, JF, an it was the JFK. It was like a $6,000 yeah. thing. And then they gave it to me. You know, oh my gosh. when I walked, yeah, well, when what I, are they do we left. I guess that makes sense. I was like, wow. And it was just through the opening scene of the of the next season. But I remember the table. Oh, I remember the storyline. Peggy has uh, had to go, uh, right? Is that what's going on? What, what, what it was was that in the first season, every time you saw him, they would start with him getting dressed. And then you knew that he was, uh, you know, with a hot woman or doing something naughty. Mm-hmm. And Him, uh, Don Draper. Uh, yeah. Um, and so it, it, you see him, he's getting dressed, and you hear this woman's voice, and you're thinking, oh, what's he doing? And then it turns they, turns out it's a nurse, and he's in the doctor's office. And then I right. step in, and I've got a pipe, and you know my yes, hairpiece. And, 
Uh, but uh, <laughs> and what what was I going to say? Uh, that was a blast. I had a lot of fun. But oh, the table reading, which was I, I think it was the first experience I, I've ever had or since, where I was sitting at the first table reading after they won the Emmy Award for oh. best best series. Oh. And I was like, wow, I'm sitting here and good time. Pretty pretty cool place to be. Yeah. Wow. Those sets were amazing. Everything about, I'm assuming you were down at LA Center Studios. I was, yeah. Yeah, the sets were just so, so well done. Everything so about that show done. was so cool. Um, you, you mentioned even our furniture in here. I mean, like, yeah. they, they they made sure everything oh, was right. down to the, yeah, down to everything. The cigarette lighters, I mean, every, everything was so perfect. I took a writing class at Matt Weiner's house. One oh, wow. of my writing classes was there. He rents it out. And a lot of his decor is Mad Men-esque. Like, he right. clearly, like, saw things and was like, how to do it better. What I love about him, really sorry to interrupt you, but, but he is so specific. And something that I always loved about The Sopranos were, was that the scenes would just, he'd let them lie there. And, mm-hmm. and there would be space. And there would be silence. And there'd yeah. be breathing room. And they did that with Mad Men. And it, and it worked, of course. You watch, you watch, you know, West Wing, great written show, but it's wall-to-wall dialogue. And, you know. Um, you got to be on the whole time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jerry. <laughs> 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 um, was that Kenny Banya? Oh, I, I love Steve. He's a friend of mine. But I, I was trying to do Kramer, bad, bad. Kramer. Oh, that's good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, now I got it. Yeah, well, but now that it was explained, I'm <laughs> and and I, I guess what I was almost going to be on Seinfeld. Guess which episode? The final, the very last episode. <laughs> yeah, is that funny? Are you going to be mugged? Uh, no, I was going to be the one of the a people on the because they went under the bleachers or something. There it was the parade. The Thanksgiving parade, that was what the episode was about. And it was just like people yelling, you know, yelling at, they all got, you know, crapped on, I think, in that last episode. Oh, yeah. They got Um, what was coming to them all those years. (laughs) 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 A bunch of deplorable people. Yeah. First. Um, All right. I'm going to go a couple of these because I knew them and other people may not have. Down the Shore? Uh, Down the Shore. um, Now, most people probably don't even know that show exists. I happen to remember both versions of it. (laughs) Oh, well, well, yeah. They they revamped it. They revamped it. It wasn't going so, Um, yeah. The halfway season, like, they stirred it up. They mixed it up. Right, right. I can't remember. the same and they Well, I I may have been one of the, like, the shark that they jumped. No, I I was like, uh, um, like, over the top and I wore a hairpiece in this as well. Getting, getting back to my premise for this show was my hair. Jer- it was a rental property in the Jersey Shore, and they would just call it Down the Shore. You're going down the shore. So that's this was like, oh, it's the weekend house down at the shore. What decade-ish was this? Um, Maybe 90. This was mind. 90s, yeah, 90. Maybe, yeah. Um, so long before that dumb reality show with Snooki. Oh, this was a sitcom, and if, I, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they reused the set for Yes, Dear. <laughs> if um, I'm not mistaken, it's incredibly similar. Gosh, uh, I think so. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> definitely been used for other shows. Yeah, for incredibly sure. Incredibly similar. I, I did a couple of episodes, but it was it was like this, a takeoff on Lollapalooza called Jumbo Yaya. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly. And it's just a reason to get a girls in bikinis and in hot tubs and that yeah. kind of thing it was interesting but i just i didn't know anybody who, <laughs> who even knew it uh how about dream on one of my favorite hbo shows dream on was Brian ver- ben ben i think yes um i got to, i didn't work with him i worked with uh the the gal from the well the, there was a secretary she was on just the, shoot me and but the yeah wendy, wendy Ma- malik yeah she, i worked with her and and the gal with the blonde hair who was her, his secretary mm-hmm. Who had that great voice? Is like I'm not gonna do that. Or totally, but I, don't I wasn't know even from... close to her. But, <laughs> but 
I got to work with one of my heroes, Mr. John Landis, who who was the executive producer of the of the episode. I mean, of the show, of the series, of the yeah. series rather. And he directed the episode I was in, and I and I got to so you, you were know directed by him. I was directed by by oh. John, and and um, so that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Wow. That's a big deal. And what doesn't what is it? <laughs> what is it about, uh, or what is it from John Landis that that uh, resonates with you? He's got a, a career that went all over the place. Um, I, th- I mean, Animal House is probably yeah. my favorite comedy. At, you know, that just captured that that era. You know, that um, one of those brothers. As I as I go, as I you know, I see comedies now that that are so funny. You know, great, great, like. Um, the other guys. We were just talking about that. So funny. An, uh, such an underrated movie. So funny. Mark Wahlberg. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to drop a few names here. Hope that's okay. But um, <laughs> we were waiting for it. Yeah, Will Will Farrell is a, a <laughs> buddy of mine. No, uh, Will and I did um, Kicking and Screaming. Yes, uh, that's comedy right. about uh, soccer, soccer movie. Soccer yeah? movie. Yeah. Yeah, I worked on that one. And. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I hate name droppers. You know, you know who's a name dropper? Big name dropper, Sting. <laughs> well played. Yeah, well played. Sorry, I, I kind of, I kind of didn't choked. even seem like material. Just, you know who? I, I blew that one. No, yeah. I thought you. Nope. I thought it was Michael <laughs> Keaton. So did it. Perfect. I thought you, you were um, above the material. Yeah, because uh, you know a lot of people say that. Uh, you know, I kind of, oh. kind of have a Keaton thing, but. Uh, oh my gosh! <clears throat> by the way, how'd you guys get in here? It's a security building. Um. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> pretty good. Um, yeah, no, I when pretty when good. when Night Shift came out, uh, one of my best friends saw it opening day. Um, called me from the lobby of the theater, said, "Dave, you're in this movie. This guy is you. You your energy, your you know everything about." It. He couldn't believe how much you know. I mean, his character. Do you know, and, or have you ever met Michael Keaton? I I've met him twice. Once when I was working at a, a record store on Wilshire Boulevard, and. He came up and I was the cashier and I was like, oh my God, I, I just got to tell you people, I mean, and he just nothing, gave me nothing. I was like, Ring it all right, Ring yeah, it. let's, uh, can, can I get out of here, please? You know, and I was kind of disappointed, but you know what? I'm sure he got, you know, people react differently to, to fans and, and stuff like that, but... <laughs> The record store guy can go either way, too, <laughs> from all the movies I've seen. Mm-hmm. Right. No, um, s- such a fan of him, whatever, you know, everything. I'm so happy that he's had this resurgence. Same here. Michael Keaton in his career. Um, Same here, acting-wise. We hadn't seen him in a bit. I guess and, it was Birdman. And, right? and, and yeah, uh, Birdman. Fr- the founder, for me, I thought he was great in The Founder. Uh, the McDonald's movie? Yeah, oh, my God. How, his work in that His movie performance in that. Yeah, just so, so good. Um, and then so there was something else. Well, back in the day, Clean and so- Sober, I thought, oh, was God. brilliant. Career you know, maker. Was brilliant. Yep. Um, and for us, with the MS, Terry Gar, Mr. Mom, I go to every time. Yeah. He was so good in Mr. Mom. Oh, well, yeah. It's one of He's his... like an underrated thinker, actor guy. Like underrated I, I, thinker actor guy. <laughs> There's a lot of words, but they're all meaningful. Please elaborate. He he is really known for slapsticky roles in Beetlejuice uh, and yeah that kind of but thing. He's but he's really like the founder is what he's really good. At. Like he puts everything into roles like that. I agree with you. Right. But then I'll go even to I'll bridge the gap here. You Beetlejuice and the whole thing. His work in Beetlejuice is incredible, in my opinion. I, mean, I some of the I, best. I, and I can't even imagine anyone else doing that role. Uh, well, I could have done it. Well, but, other you than know. you, I mean, you're you, just like you hate sandworms. I hate sandworms. Huh? <laughs> Say good bar. Yeah. <laughs> I hate them myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. 
uh, Fresh Prince, I, I did the very famous episode where they uh, filmed a uh, music video in their living room while their parents were out of town with Belle Biv DeVoe. Come on. And I played, I played the director of, of the video. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um, and they got in all sorts of trouble. But um, that was such a great experience because, uh, you know, I got to meet, you know, Will, uh, Will Smith. And the, the way that he ran his set and his show was so awesome. And before we went out in front of the live audience on, on the tape night, that we would all go to his room, his dressing room, the whole cast. And they would start this like dance circle and everybody would just, it was this like the vibes going. energy thing. And everybody got to, had to go in the middle and do their thing and do their dance. And I was part of it, you know, it's like... You know, just a stupid guest star, you know, but um, we worked cool. in there stu- in your studio after uh, um, after they were gone. Oh, we really? Different sh- it was a soap oh, cool. opera in there when I first moved to L.A., uh-huh. but all of the stuff was the same. Sunset so, Gallery, like, right? Or- oh, shit. No, this was after they were at NBC, so maybe it was later. Oh, okay. They were at, at the NBC studios at Burbank, so. Sorry about that. Maybe it's different. Oh, wow. You know what? I, I'll go wait in the car. Right. <laughs> you weren't in the final episode of that show. <laughs> no, but I, but I did. They one. did bring me back uh, for a very special episode. I was in the 100th episode um, as a different character, as a music producer. Um, oh. And uh, that was the episode that had um, uh, Quincy Jones and had all sorts of crazy guest stars and stuff. So that was, that was kind of fun. And, and then Will and I did a movie together called Made in America. Uh, that Richard Benjamin directed. Uh, I know and all about this movie. K- and go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was gonna. No, go ahead. Car- Carrie Fisher uh, was one of the writers, and I got to meet her. That was really cool. She'd be a big hero of mine. I was gonna say it was a great movie that I remember, and I also remember what happened at the same time in the world, and why nobody really went and saw the movie. From well, what I can, they were recall. started dating. Ted Danson, Whoopi Goldberg started mm-hmm. dating, and they did a little uh oh, little faux pas. At the a little speaking uh, engagement or a little party or whatever. Yeah, at the um, <laughs> uh, roast, you know, where they roast people. What's it called? The um, Comedy Central or the uh, Friars Club? Or Friars Club, yeah. yeah. And yeah, they did the uh, blackface. Yep. And uh, didn't go over so well. Um, but um, I remember that was, was all a, anyone was talking about, and they were right in the middle of promoting this this that. movie they, they had just done together. Had so much fun working on that movie. Um, it's a great movie. If you if you can just watch the movie, I still like it to this day. Oh yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I, and 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 I I, I told uh, when I auditioned for it, and I auditioned for Richard. Well, I'm a big fan of Richard Benjamin. Huge. You know, Westworld's one of my. I love Westworld. I love just you know he used to be the star of all these movies you know he yeah, was like the guy an actor with Alan uh, McGraw in goodbye that movie. columbus and uh, uh i'm trying to think of uh, other movies he was in sorry richard uh but uh <laughs> last of sheila one of my favorites um anyway i i, I basically did woody allen uh, my character was woody allen and i and i told him and he said it's great i love it great choice so it was like listen we got to do this you, you, you're killing me you know put this on you know and and yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. I booked the it's job. It's great. You look nothing like it. You embodied but, it perfectly. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and and Paul uh, Rodriguez was was in that. And I'll never forget one night we were you know wrapped and we we're going to go out and I didn't really hang with Ted or Whoopi or or anything. But but you know the other some of the other at Clyde Kusatsu, um, who is our LA uh, vice president of oh. SAG AFTRA uh, right now. Um, and um, I, I met one of my best friends, Raleigh Valverde, who was the mechanic. Um, and, uh, he and Nia Long had a, like, you know, kind of a, oh, ma- a moment, but, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but the point I was going to make is that Paul pulled out a joint. Okay. Not just any joint. This was a Whoopi Goldberg joint. Oh boy. And we, 
Would proceeded take to the bus Goldberg? Proceeded to take a hit of it. I took, I think, one hit or two hits, and I've never been more stoned in my life. <laughs> like the most, you know, I mean, in this day and age, you know, marijuana is crazy, go nuts yeah. with all the different, you know, levels strains and, and strains and all that kind of stuff. It was different then. It was like this oregano was like, oh my or God, go to bed. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty pretty awesome. Thank you, Whoopi. <laughs> Uh, was she just taken the bus back then? I don't know. She, she, we worked with her on uh, Everybody Hates Chris, and uh, she had come out to Los Angeles for it, and she you know, took the bus. She didn't fly. Oh, right. No, yeah. I don't know. She yeah, she fly. didn't like to fly, no. Yeah. Uh, I think she was flying on her own. If hey, you know what saying. hey, whoa. Uh, a show I watched <laughs> when I was a kid, Alien Nation. Most uh, people may not yeah. remember this one. Uh, Alien Nation. Um, Rob Bowman uh, directed that episode. He he is also uh, was one of the producers and executive produced X Files. Rob Bowman. Oh, I or, didn't know that. Or, or he was one of the producers on X Files, and then so he, he after that I worked with him on X Files, and then I did another one of his shows, Castle, um, that he directed that he hired That's me for. That's recent, so. yeah. That yeah, we, Nathan Fillion or whatever. Um, yeah. Yes. The, okay. uh, uh, I want to say Starfire or Firefox or Fire. He was. The guy from Castle, yeah. the actor, was yeah. the star of some sci-fi thing that that has a huge Firefly, Firefly, and that Serenity, it? Serenity, and Firefly. I right, didn't watch either that, of them, Serenity. But it was a TV yeah, that and a was movie. the movie was Firefly, and Serenity was the series. One of them. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, but he was great to work with. But I was a slaghead. I got to wear the prosthetic uh, alien uh, oh. makeup, and um, my la- my name because they named the aliens. Mm-hmm. My name was Buster Keaton. Wow, and, I remember all of this. That's crazy. And getting back to to changing your it name, a you, of v, you, wasn't it? What's that? It wasn't the show essentially a, like a retelling of? It v? was a retelling of Alien Nation, the feature film. It was based on the feature film. <laughs> yeah, starring James Caan <laughs> and Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin played the uh, the alien. Saul from Homeland. <laughs> Um, but wow. uh, getting back to the changing your name yep, thing, sorry. one one of the uh, uh, agents at Triad said, "Well, you know, one of my first clients, a uh, very very you know funny guy, but he had to change his name because his name was Michael Douglas, and we all know who Michael Douglas is." And so uh, she suggested, "Who's one of your favorite you know comedians or some you know somebody something?" And he said, "Well, Buster Keaton," and it was Michael Keaton. Oh my God! So Michael Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas, and he had to change his name because of. The streets of San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Carl Malden. <laughs> Don't leave home without oh it. Oh, my wow. God. Carl Malden. No. <laughs> um, there's a new girl in town. Alice, you did an episode of Alice. Uh, not like only a- did I do Alice, not the last episode of Alice. Now, um, I did, uh, it was my very first um, my very first uh, TV job. Or, you know, and we, we uh, shot that at Warner Brothers on the same stage where uh, Murphy Brown later shot, yeah. and now is the set for the Ellen DeGeneres show. No kidding. But, um, yeah, I think it was 15 or 16 years old. My first, uh, I, I got my SAG card. Were you card. a friend of Tommy's or something? Um, I was Tommy's buddy on the basketball team. Hey, and we just who watched that show? And this we guy. just lost Doug, too, yeah. Uh, McKeon, he, oh, he yeah. passed away, just passed away a few months ago, I think. Um, but, um, which is crazy. Uh, you know, but I guess he he had something, some illness or something. He was the Laverne and Shirley guy. That's not Squeaky, yeah. Doug McKeon. No, that's Michael, that's Michael Mc- McKeon. Michael McKeon. Oh, different. He's still with us. Better call Saul. Oh uh, yes. Working. Oh my God, he was still working. So on that. brilliant. Did he win an Emmy Award for that performance? He was should. he nominated? I mean, he must have been nominated. It was so good. The OCD. Best thing. Oh yeah. It's crazy pants. Oh God, he was good. Crazy pants. <laughs> oh um, sorry. But but anyway, <laughs> um, so my first, I, I I got my SAG card doing a commercial. Um, grew up in L.A. I was born in Santa Monica, 
uh, small town off the west coast. You may have heard of it. Stones throw from here. Um, right out into the water. <laughs> and um, uh, I did an AMC uh, car commercial, um, AMC wagon. Whoa. And it was with uh, one of the Gold sisters. Um, and it was either the Tracy Gold or I'm I didn't know there the was other a girl. sister. I remember Tracy Gold from Tracy Growing Gold Pains. was in Growing Pains. Uh, her sister was the little blonde girl on Benson. You're kidding me! The daughter, <laughs> the family's daughter. I think so. Yeah, Whoa. and she was my sister, and I we I was out in the rain changing something or whatever, like with a raincoat. I remember. But uh, that's how I, they tapped Hartley to me, and I got my SAG card. Oh, bravo. And then my first uh, you know, acting job where I had a few lines was, was Alice. And um, not only did I get to work with the cast of Alice, which was Vic Tabak and Linda, Linda Lavin, Lavin and um, – you know, I can all, never remember Flo or the what's her face. Everybody name? else is so good on that show, but uh, uh, the coach of the team was uh, Dave Madden, Ruben Kincaid from the Partridge family, um, was our coach. Oh, I see. Yeah, on the I was on his basketball team. And I see. The episode I, th- I believe was Alice calls the shots, oh. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and and then on top of that, um, there was a voiceover uh, element to the sitcom. Where they had the actor who was doing the voice of an actress doing a sexy, you know, voice about something. I can't remember what it was, but it was Jean, Jeannie Kasem, Casey oh. Kasem's wife, and From Ghostbusters, I, and and uh, and Cheers and stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she, yeah, she was the tall, tall blonde, blonde with yeah. the pigtail. Uh huh. This was her first job, I believe, my first job as well. Wow. Uh, and and um, in terms of acting, I mean, a TV uh, or movie. It was Nick Tatelli's uh, second wife after Carla in that show. Right, I, yeah. right. And, K- and Casey Kasem came to the, t- you know, I got to meet him. Cool. You know, which was kind of, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this one goes um, out to a couple in Wichita. How many times do I have to tell you not to give, no, sorry, that was... Do you do voiceover work too? Because you, you've done so many impressions well, actually, that are pretty darn good. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. No, actually, um, I have a lazy eye, ah, so it's hard to do. Well, Columbo's in voiceovers. No, it's, I don't know why that was the place to do that, and it's a horrible joke. Uh, I apologize to anyone out there who has a lazy eye, but um, uh, all right. Well, I'm anyway, no, I do. I do. Um, my my career uh, as an actor um, has been uh, uh, what's the word? I've been able to do what I love to do. Because of voiceovers, I have made my living doing voiceovers. I have been, um, let's see, from the, I guess t- for 25 years, I made almost 100 grand a year just doing voiceovers. Um, Holy smokes! I had no idea. Yeah, I was the voice of many, many things, but my, my biggest job, I was the voice of IHOP for um, about six and a half years, uh, which I ended didn't maybe IHOP had a voice. three years ago. Like, come on in, IHOP. Um, well, come on home. What, what was interesting this? is that when you get when you book a TV campaign, you know they 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 want you for the campaign, and then when they change campaigns, they go get a different voice or a new thing. They kept me for three different campaigns. They kept using me. The first one was um, uh, IHOP for people who love breakfast. And totally. Then, <laughs> wow, you did it. And <laughs> wow. That was no, but crazy. then it got a it got real, <laughs> real like you know bigger than that. I remember. Um, Brioche French Toast is back at IHOP. You know, it's a real high energy. And my agent even goes, what, what are you doing? Yeah. You and Because I'd never done that voice before <laughs> kind of a thing. And I have a little bit of a cold right now. I'm a little raspy, but it was so... Um, but they liked it. The oh, they loved it. it. That's okay. what they wanted, yeah. you know. And 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 uh, truth be told, and I keep hitting the desk, it's David Letterman's desk. <laughs> truth be told, I have a little spilkus. Um, that uh, Brioche French Toast was their biggest uh, new item they'd ever had premiere 
and and uh, they brought it, but whatever. But I perhaps th- it was because of the I think it was. You put on. Job, I think it was David. because uh, yeah. Good job. Yeah, it's me. pretty much me. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I did um, Intel, the Intel Pentium processor, the center of your digital Absolutely. mind. Um, I did. Uh, oh, these are burned into your diet, Doctor Pepper. Um, I did. Uh, a real fun one was uh, the Buick Regal GS. Um, first you get married, and then things slow down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Buick Regal GS, the official car of the supercharged family. Yeah. I think you pretty I much prepped the car. What? Oh my god! <laughs> pretty much prepped Mikey Day for a <laughs> career. I think. <laughs> That's awesome. um, so yeah, I mean, I, I made a lot of money doing. Thank God. And so I was. I've since I booked my first movie, which was Back to the Beach. Back in 1987. Well, is that Rodney Dangerfield? No, it was uh, Return. Oh, no, I remember this. This is Annette Funicello <laughs> yes. and Frankie Avalon. This was a return to the beach movies with by Paramount with, with Frankie Danette. <laughs> and they, they brought it up to date by, it, by bringing in Stevie Ray Vaughan and Fishbone and, and Pee Wee Herman. That's right. Um, and every single uh, personality from television that you can think of was in it. Totally. You know, Bob Denver and Alan Hale from Gil- Gilligan's in their, Island. In their outfits even in their outfits you also had barbara billingsley uh, tony dow and jerry mathers you had uh, oh, don gosh. adams you had um ed cookie burns from 77 sunset strip um and uh connie stevens who i love and adore uh you know from uh hawaiian eye she was the secretary for bob camp bob and, and conrad so many no. things. robert conrad and so many things of course but um just thinking of her tv you know yeah. back in the day um and i got to be on the stage or at least you know, be right there and watch Dick Dale and Stevie Ray Vaughan do Pipeline. Holy and that was like awesome. such a cool moment, you know. And it was the first movie I ever did. First movie. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to be on a show called Green Acres. <laughs> Arnold and I are going to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> we just, uh, we the, the, what was the other one? The, the, uh, the Cement Pond. $150 million for that damn mansion in Beverly, in Beverly Hills. From Be- the, uh, the Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies. Hill oh, really? $150 million. It just really? came up yesterday what? on the show. Because they they sold they sold it or yeah, because yeah, it, it because it of years. its its They'll iconic it value or you, I mean I would think you would just knock it down I right think that's what they might do I holy shnikes wow well. uh, the practice David E Kelly law drama uh, yes yes I uh, that was another show <laughs> excuse me um, that no I I uh, you weren't played... in the last episode I remember <laughs> that I used to work on that show um, now I'm, I'm going to get this right I did. Two episodes, I think. I did one where I was an attorney, and I just was like a, a, a DA, and I was discussing a case. But then I did another one where my wife and kids were in a horrible car accident. Oh. And I like the opening of the episode was like, the baby's still alive, and they're pulling him out with the, mm. the jaws of life or whatever it's called. Drama. Uh, TV and, drama. Yeah. That was... Uh, do you remember those that work though? Or I do, and uh, David B. Kelly. You know, mm-hmm. he writes all of his stuff, and yeah. he's really, really. Good. I, did you watch his show that he did on um, on uh, Netflix, or I think it was Netflix? Uh, we've seen the first two with the Billy Bob. Um, no, no, no. The the one that uh, he. Oh no! He did he do uh, Pretty Little Lies or did he do that one as well? No, there's did one he? with Billy Bob Thornton Goliath? where he's in a yeah Goliath. What am I thinking Jonathan of with uh, and, from um, the practice and uh, David E. Kelly? Um, with what's her face from Friends, uh, where her husband gets killed, or and no, and 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 then um, okay, see, I'm so well, bad. Let's, I'm let's so bad with names. Lisa Kudrow. Uh, uh, no, no, it's Jennifer Aniston, I believe. Okay. 
and she was grieving her and she meets a woman at a at a you know grieving thing and uh, that actress was um, Wait, Velma from <laughs> Scooby Doo. Linda Cardellini. Oh, it's, Cardellini. Not yeah. it's, it's not Jennifer uh, Aniston. It's not Jennifer Aniston. It's Dead to Me is the dead name to of the show. It was that David E. Kelly? It probably wasn't. I don't no, think so. I don't think so. Wasn't that fun? Wow, that was fun. That you know was what? fun. I'll, I'll be in the car. Nothing no, no, that, that was you great. said is accurate. <laughs> I love going but down hallways. Who, oh, Christina Applegate. Oh, my, Christina Applegate. Oh, oh right. Say, yeah, who was, was so Kelly good. Bundy. So yeah. good in that. That show was great. I really liked it. Did you watch the, the second season? I didn't. I didn't know there I was a second se- season. I wasn't sure where they're going to go. I didn't watch it. I mean, where? yeah, where are you going to go? With, I mean, I don't want to give it away, but... Um, is it David E. Kelly? We don't know. I don't, I don't think so. The show's good. I don't think so. It was really good. It doesn't even need to be. It's so good. It <laughs> no, I, th- need to I think David E. Kelly's show was the one that, that the, all the gals are in. The, the pr- Pretty Little Lies. Pretty Little Lies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't realize Which that. is really well HBO. written and interesting. Yeah. Uh, I worked down there for like four years. It was great. Loved that. Uh, I'm sure, lot. like, it, it seemed to me like, because I, uh, yeah, that I worked with him on the practice twice, but, but. But was it, early, where were you? Was it at the, in the Hollywood was, at Renmar? No, it was down in, uh, Manhattan Beach. Manhattan so, Beach. Yeah, I would yeah. have been there. That's so cool. Yeah. Hey, how about that? We worked. Hey, oh. All right. <laughs> how about, uh, Felicity? I worked on that too. Uh, um, I ask about those. Felicity, um, well, I, I showed up at her, her college, uh, three different times. Um, <laughs> so you were at, oh, this would have been down at that warehouse studio in, uh, off Los Cienega. I'm well. I, I was in the pilot. Oh, um, this is a while. Okay. I, I took her. Um, uh, it was her passport picture or her school picture or something. I was the photographer or something. I Just forget what my college. Yeah, and then I also played um, a librarian guy that when something happens and I give her a dirty look or whatever <laughs> it was, and then but then I, but then I had a, a real funny moment where I was the um, I was some kind of. Uh, sex education showing her how to use a condom huh. where I actually pulled out open a condom and put it down into this phallic symbol and yeah. um, and it was a real uncomfortable you know scene but uh, the reason for all of that is I went to elementary school with a kid by the name of J.J. Abrams and You're kidding and J.J. Uh, lo- you know was a big fan of me because I you know, I was always an actor. As soon as I could talk, my mom said that I, I pointed at the TV and I said I want to be in there That's I want to be inside that. It was mm-hmm. kind of like Dream On I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Latchkey kid, always in front of the TV. That's the premise of the show. My whole life was just like TV. You know, I'd come home and I'd watch Batman and I'd watch, you know, uh, Father Knows Best and My I, Little Margie I, I and Kimba, the White Lion. Um, anyway, I don't know. I'm just rambling. But uh, <laughs> you're describing Maybe shows the, at the time. That but, guy. <laughs> but my, yeah, my mom said, you just, that's the only thing I ever wanted to do. And it's true. I, I was very fortunate, very lucky because I didn't have a choice. I, and, I, and I didn't want to be an actor. I was an actor. Mm-hmm. I was an actor. I was always an actor. So I played a bear in a kindergarten pageant uh, thing was my first job. But here you cut to the fourth grade at uh, Roscommon Road Elementary School in uh, Bel Air, California, um, where the chorus was, would put on musicals and the whole chorus would sing each song. You know, when it was time for the song, everybody would come out. I got the role of the scarecrow, but I demanded that I sing my song solo if I only had a brain. And um, so I was the only one, the whole thing, who, who came out and sang, if I only had a brain. And my mom was in the audience, and, um, and there was a guy sitting behind her, and she overheard him say, this kid's dynamite. This, guy, this guy's really got it. I mean, I'm like, you know, we're, I'm in the fourth grade. Yeah. You know, come on. Um, but that was, and that guy was Marty Ingalls. I don't know if you know who Marty Ingalls is. He was married to... Um, he was married to um, 
Cheers. Salute. Uh, uh, no, he was a manager. He was a he was a, a, a talent manager. Producer. Okay. Um, and and God, come on, David. Uh, <laughs> uh, is it is it uh, the Partridge Family? Shirley Jones? I think it was Shirley Jones' okay. husband. Oh, yeah. no kidding! Wow. Yeah. For years and years, and then he passed away. But uh, yeah, so I was discovered. But he didn't do, say anything. But my my mom was like, <laughs> she knew nine, who he was. Nine years old. I yeah, mean, that's amazing. Yeah, and then um, well, and, then I can get childhood. And another, and a, two <laughs> two years, uh, you know, in two two grades below me was a kid by the name of J.J. Abrams who who remembers seeing me. Not only that, but in the sixth grade, we did Andy Get Your Gun, um, and he said that he I was his hero. He just thought that you know. And that that inspired him to write regarding Henry. No, that is <laughs> <laughs> which he wrote at the age of seventeen. I don't know if you know that. I do. Um, uh, there's so many of those movies. That's the one I always go to. But he also did <coughs> polish on the Forever Young and Armageddon. People don't even know. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. <laughs> I uh, forget that stuff. You know, it's, yeah, it's too bad that he couldn't get uh, involved with any big projects. It's um, a shame. We really yeah. thought, back in the Felicity days, we thought he was going places. <laughs> Who knew? And, and God love him. He brought me in. Uh, you know, I did. I did his graduate film at USC. Um, with um, Matt Reeves, yeah. uh, that Matt Felicity. Matt directed it, JJ produced it, and they went on to create Felicity together. Um, and then he brought me in for I tested for a role on um, on the the next TV show he did with Alias. Uh, uh, Alias. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> well, we cast. Um, <laughs> we made Jennifer Garner. And and uh, and and Greg uh, Grunberg is also a good friend. And Greg's been love in everything Greg. that, that, that JJ's guy. done. Since Comic Con, but we love. Uh, but I'm so happy for Greg. Just to, you know, big part of, of the Star Wars family now. And um, oh, is he? Is he in the Star Wars now? Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, um, he's been, he's. I think he's been in everything JJ's ever done. Um, I remember it was the captain in Lost. Uh, yeah, he was in the, the pilot. It was in the first episode, <laughs> yeah. and then he he died um but uh before i forget and i'm just going to say this very quickly um you guys no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> um i was very fortunate uh to to not only do what i do but i early on uh decided to try to get involved with students and do student films and i worked with uh this kid at art center um by the name of Michael Bay, uh, did his graduate film. Then I did a, a USC a graduate film with a kid by the name of John Turtletob, who went on to do the National Treasure movies and so many things. Great director. His dad was Saul Turtletob, who did San, uh, Sanford and or I think. Whoa. Um, and then the next was was JJ and Matt. And then the and then the uh, the last was Sean Levy. I did Sean Levy's graduate film at USC. No and if you way. and if you Maybe add up a... those four directors. Or five people, um, and also Judd's first movie, Heavyweights. Uh, that was Judd's first feature film. Over sixteen billion dollars in box office. You're because responsible of Bo, for it. because nice of Dave Bo. I always wanted to go on David Letterman and tell that story. <laughs> it's like I do four graduate films, and they all become these huge, you know, success. I mean, Sean did uh, Night at the Museums, and of course created Stranger Things, and yeah, uh, I mean, he's uh, such a storyteller, such a great guy. Well, his his graduate film at USC was maybe the best short film I've ever seen in my life. And I'm getting like chills right now because it's this really cute story about these kids who want to get in the Guinness Book of World's Records. And it's just very touching because they never get it. They can't do it. They can't, you know, and they try to get married or they get married. And they think that that's going to get them in. And I come out and I'm the uh, the representative of, oh, of, uh, Mr. Bad News. Yeah, of Guinness Book. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? <laughs> uh, in 1977, uh, uh, a three-month-old baby married. Like there was some other, like, you're not even close. 
what are you, what are you guys doing? Wasting my time, right. you know, kind of a thing. And then, and then they some, Again, something very happens. Keep, very, very keep. Yeah, something. I, <laughs> something happens where they do something and they get into the um, into the book. And the way he just does it, it's 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 the very it's almost the last thing that you hear. But and, it's his storytelling that, and that gets it there. That Sean is just such a great. You know, it's the, in the editing or whatever. And basically, they get the book. It lands and they open it up and um, and it says, uh, "Oh look." Um, what was how did he put it anyway it's it was the youngest divorce ever they got oh divorced. they got in for the isn't oh, that delightful yeah. oh it is good no <laughs> hang on that's good that is good <laughs> no it's always it. it always gets me I don't know it's just very touching that was it's worth it deep you can't story. see that anywhere right this is just a, it was a graduate film that's probably I think not on a bonus I think you can find it um, perhaps I'm trying to think of what it would what it would be on YouTube or something like that probably um, I would like to. First and and of before all, I forget, Sean, Sean and I knew each other because he's an, he was an actor and he played the director on Made in America because we, we were doing commercials, Ted Dancer. Yeah, for and the there was a bear or whatever, and there yeah. was a, an elephant, and Sean was the director. At, while he was going to USC Film School, he he booked a job as a director. That's amazing. And then, yeah, isn't that cool. It is cool. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I, th- I think you're very cool. Um, we've done you're the time. You're just saying that because it's true. No, we've but. done the time. And I, I just, <laughs> it's one of those, I don't want to keep you here all day. But uh, um, this has been like really, really fun for us, even though it was the Chris Farley show for everybody else. And you're just going down your... Remember when oh, you did that? Do you have any stories so from... cool. Well, I actually, uh, I met Chris a couple of times. A big, you know, big fan and, so, and the nicest guy. And I, I hate to say this because it's a horrible thing that happened, but, but a week after he passed away, um, I sat in his seat at the Super Bowl because my, my friend Steve Brill, you know, had had tickets with him. And I You're friends next, with Steve Brill? Yeah, and I sat next to his brother, you know, right right after he yeah. died. It, it was a great Super oh Bowl, but, but it was like heartbreaking. And I had gone to his last, because uh, right before he passed, he, he um, was the host of SNL. He came yeah. back and hosted um, and I got to go to that that show because uh, one of my best friends growing up, Mark Perkins, his little brother Stephen Perkins, was the drummer for Jane's Addiction, and they were the musical guest. So so many. Fun I drop I drop a lot of names. SNL was one of the first That's jobs a, I ever you're, had. That one's a lot. Rock. No way. With, with Chris Far- in that year, it would have been like ninety. Oh my god! I used to go all the time because of. Um, uh, Okay, uh, we didn't even talk about this movie, and it's the one thing that people always recognize me for, for UHF, the Weird Al movie. I played, That's the only reason I didn't. Everybody I played Bobo the Clown, but, but it was uh, um, Victoria Jackson was played her, his girlfriend. Hi, and so Jay! Victoria <laughs> would get me tickets. I'd go to the green room, I'd go to the that's after party. That's what we party. do, just hang out in the so green room the whole fun. time. Yeah, yeah. it was a great time. Oh, we probably hung out there, I also have, a, I also have a bad story, but I want, we don't have time. So. I'll come back. <laughs> Please do. And then we can talk about Drillbit Taylor and how my friend was uh, Brill's assistant on that because I got him the job. Oh, stop. I, okay, yeah, so I did you a know, pilot with you know Brill. Mr. Brill? And yeah, I did a pilot that. with him called The Weekend with uh, Kevin Hart before he was famous oh, and yeah. uh, uh-huh. uh, Oliver Hudson before he was famous sure. and Chris O'Dowd Chris before he was famous. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I when I did uh, Heavyweights, Judd's uh, first movie, you know, I, I got into his circle – um, with uh, Alan Covert and Jack oh. Arcuto and, and uh, love Alan Covert, but yeah. I think of all these guys being more of a in Sandler's camp. They are. I mean, and, and it's but the bad story I was gonna, you know, I'll say oh. for another time was was when Adam invited me, and it was a different feel at the after party this time. It wasn't like the dark, loud, everybody having fun and drinking, and and it was like 
real quiet and very bright, and I think everybody was sober, mm. except for me. And uh, <laughs> anyway, let's leave it at that. But but Jack said to me, "Bo, what did you do in in New York City? What did you do, dude? You're never gonna be in a Sandler movie, don't you know that? Don't you realize that?" I'm like Jack, shut up. And to this day, he, uh, he hasn't put me in anything. However, Adam. He's never been anything but nice to me. He's always been a great guy. Um, and I did an episode of The Goldbergs um, this year, which is a, a Happy Madison show. production. It's a great yeah, show. Yeah, that show's amazing. Um, you are amazing, mister. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending the time with us. Oh, this has my been pleasure. just absolutely delightful. And, and, this... and may I say it's great meeting you guys finally and seeing you. So it's, it's been cool. Thanks Thank so you. much, brother. Thanks. It means a lot. This is the part of the show we call Billboard. So if there's any way you want people to know about uh, keeping tabs on you, social media, how can people find you? Do you have anything you're plugging? Um, I'm living in that. my car uh, <laughs> on the at the uh, big lots over on Sepulveda. No, um <laughs> Oh. No, I'm, I'm just. Uh, you can catch me on uh, on Shameless. Uh, that's been uh, so much fun for me to to work on this show. It's been one, it was a big fan of the show, and I play Bob Tamietti, and and it's uh, 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 Jeremy Allen White um, character Lip. He plays Lip. Mm-hmm. Uh, he marry or mar- he has a, a baby with my daughter, and there's there's Tammy. Uh, Cammy Camietti and Tammy Camietti, and I'm Bob. Uh, Bob Tamietti. Okay. You know, what did you put in this? Jesus. <laughs> this is how we get when we're wrapping it up. Uh, you've been a delight. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Here. Mrs. Ryan, what do we have tomorrow? Uh, 996 Schwag. Chris Gabriel, 996 Schwag. That'll be interesting. It'll be good. I know we usually do Whoa. car people, but he's a, not only a car guy, Porsche guy, but he also is a um, medicinal cannabis uh, expert and cultivator. And Can I crash on the couch until you get Yeah, just stay. Cool? Absolutely. All right. He's, he's so this smart. Again, right? this, was, this was just like a... This was the run-through. Run-through. We have to rehearse. <laughs> yeah. We're not very good at this yet. We need it. Uh, all right. So that'll be fun. Mrs. Ryan, I love you so very much. Love David Bo, we love you so very much. Thanks for being here, Thank brother. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, guys. We love everybody at home. Please love one another, and we will see you tomorrow. I don't think I ever looked at that camera.